Friday Eve to you, Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Got a fun show on tap for you uh, coming up later in the broadcast. Uh, former Mets pitcher Ron Darling will join us Ron on Darling, the, uh, yeah. Ronnie D. Hero of the 86 World Series. <laughs> yeah. um, he's got a new book coming out. Andrew Runnels, who you might know from the Book of Mormon, uh, from the show Girls on HBO. Uh, he's going to be on The Simpsons coming up on this Sunday. He'll join us. Uh, but batting leadoff, as we say with the uh, sports lingo, it's uh, comedian Andy Smith. She's at the Punchline Comedy Club in Buckhead this weekend. Andy, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are hey, you? thanks. I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. Welcome, South Sister. Um, we yeah. talked off the air. You are... A, a Wisconsin gal. That's right. It was snowing when I left. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Were you My there for the, the primaries and everything? Were you there for all the political oh, stuff? Oh, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> okay, I don't good. really care. After Scott Walker, are you familiar with our Scott Walker? He was supposed to be the next He's Republican diabolical. He's diabolical. How yeah. so? Oh, you know, he was the whole teachers union. Mm-hmm. Started, you know, mining in the Indian country of the Northwoods. <laughs> like, you just don't, you shouldn't do that. I you don't know probably not. That. I mean, I saw Poltergeist. <laughs> you don't you don't you mess with sacred mess. ground. Yeah, you just don't exactly. do it. Exactly. But he was like the rising star of the GOP and it was assumed that he was going to be the nominee for president this year and he was yeah. in the race for like two and a half minutes and he was like peace. Yeah, everybody got- hates him. And he's got that little he's got that little he's got that mouth, like that pouty baby mouth. Like every time I see him on TV I just want to burn his face off. He's got a sad it's resting horrible. face. Yeah, resting sad just- face, is that what it's called? I am, I'm not paying this. attention yeah. to any Rest of that stuff. I don't. Right, I actually. I don't. I think we've tried men for so long. Maybe we should try someone who can access both sides of their brain at the same time. You know, maybe we should try someone who's good. Or at multitasking. I would be happy with one side of their brain. That would. That be would nice. be nice. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You got to be. You have to be. Mm, let me let me couch this. I don't understand the allure of anyone getting into politics anymore. No, it's it, it used to be, you know, hey, I'm going to do this for country, and, and now it's, it's like, involved. how can I make the most money, get the mm-hmm. most power, and it's it's yeah. weird. Yeah, and Bernie Sanders makes me sad because he reminds me of the guy from Up, you know, the guy with the balloons, <laughs> like the cartoon. Yeah, the dad and Up. The dad and Up, yeah. yeah, so it makes me sad. Did you watch that cartoon? It was I depressing. I, I thought it was, it. I, I found, I, you know what, all of those animated movies make me feel like I have completely squandered my child, my children's childhood. By making them watch the animated movies? Nah, just they grow up so fast, right? And so anytime, you know, when Monsters Inc. came out, little, that little girl was like, oh, that's my girls. And then in Up, it was like, I'm going to be nostalgic old man, like, thinking about Up just being... reminds you that you're going to die alone. See, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, yeah, uh, that's is that what you're getting at? I'm, I'm kind of getting at yeah. the fact that yeah. someday I'm going to be, you know, tying a bunch of balloons to my house. I have no kids, house. so <laughs> I, have, yeah. I have no idea about any of these movies. What's because oh. as, as a guy with no kids, I I can't show up to Up by myself yeah, or Pixar's whatever Tool Shed. 
coming this summer. I can't go to that movie. So are you, do you not have children? Are you a naysayer on having children? Or are you like, I don't want that kind of responsibility? I, or are I, you here's, just... Here's the problem. Because uh, I was like that. I want to have children. Sure. Eventually. Well, you don't really have to do anything. Correct. But I yeah. just But I can't run my own life right now. Truly. Mm. I can't take... I have... Oh, I've had dry nice cleaning to waiting have... to get picked up for five days right now. Yeah. And I just keep forgetting to do it. Yeah. So I, uh, you don't want me to be taking care of kids at yeah. this point. Hey, you I know thought what? the same thing, but... Your kid can go pick up your dry cleaning. <laughs> Maybe. There eventually. you go. You gotta wait a while. You, you have children? Share. A child? Well, I have, I have one child. I yeah. have one child. She's four years old. Uh, she was a bit of a surprise. Okay. I, uh, I wasn't too keen on Ace in that test, you know? <laughs> I got. I was just skeptical, you know? I just... Motherhood's the only job where if you get it and you suck at it, you can go to prison. So it's, <laughs> it's a yeah. lot to put on someone. But yeah, she's four, and I I used to be super awesome. You're Remember, still, Jamie? You're Remember still when super I, awesome. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're no, still I used awesome. to I used to drink with you guys until like four in the morning, and now I get tired at eight thirty, and I really want a charm bracelet. <laughs> yeah, eight thirty is the new four thirty. You can pay her yeah. Pandora charms now. Apparently, Good, yes. the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain yeah. age when women are like, "Oh yeah, I got to have that Pandora bracelet"? I think it has something to do with estrogen and child. Because I, I look up crock pot recipes all the time too. <laughs> I have like a special folder, Jamie. I have a special folder for my crock pot yeah. recipes. Ah, uh, you know what? That mm -hmm. must be a thing because I, for years, we had no crock pot dinners in our house. Well, no, Jamie, I'm never going to make anything in the crock pot. Oh, we're actually I getting just the crock can't, pot. Yeah. I just can't stop looking up crock pot. Do you know recipes. what I can't stop doing? What? I don't know if you're on Facebook at all. Yes, Have I you am. seen those videos where they like show you how to make something? The food, food videos. videos? I love food videos. I will watch those until three in the morning when I get off the air. I just, really? And I don't cook, and I will never make... The, uh, yeah. the enchiladas or whatever the hell I'm they're doing. But I want to watch someone else I do it. I want to watch them do yeah. it. It's crazy. Has anybody figured out what baby carrots are? I, I didn't know we were supposed to be figuring it out. Well, just... have you ever grown a carrot? No. Okay. <laughs> baby carrots don't exist. If you pull a carrot out of the ground yeah. before it's done doing whatever it's doing, <laughs> it's a string. There's no such thing as a baby carrot. I think what they do is they take rotten carrots and they shave them down <laughs> in the little carrot-shaped nubs and oh. sell them to us. Right. Yeah. Kind of in the same way as there's no such thing as a chicken finger. Yeah. Right? Or it's a baby chicken nugget. Yeah. So yeah. They, they either are rotten carrot shaved down yes. or a total scientific creation in a lab somewhere. Well, and we I may have just yeah. discovered they're the hot dog of the uh, vegetable <laughs> world. It is. And I did a show. I did a show in San Francisco, and I met the lady that invented baby carrots, and I'm like... Is it is it what I think it is? Like I'm staring her down. Like I've got right. you know. You I was her just in. like yeah, like I truth serum this lady yeah. right, just eyeball to eyeball, and she's like, you're right. They're totally That's exactly what we do. They're they're not even. They take the old carrots that they can't sell, and then it all grows, and they shave <laughs> them down into carrot shaped nubs, and package them and sell them to us as quote unquote baby carrots. Because wow. you buy baby carrots in the store, like you go yeah, to Publix where shopping is a pleasure, mm -hmm. and you got See? a bag of baby carrots. They're already. Like skinned or whatever you call it. Yeah, that's why they're already they're like that. That's why they're oh, yeah. slimy carrot knobs. See, I figured it out. I think we need the breaking news sounder here. Yeah. This yeah. is breaking news See? on the Mark Aram show. I'm telling you. I but they don't. But there are very few. Nubs. Right. So obviously, <laughs> and then you know what? In the same way, some might say, baby human is also perhaps some of the most spoiled human out there. But you don't uh, physically shave them down. Term. What are you talking a, about? 
I'm just you saying. You shave it's, an it's, adult it's the, down into the, a baby <laughs> and try and sell it. Yeah, you don't, no, okay, you're right. You don't find a homeless <laughs> guy and shave him down <laughs> in a cute, adorable little you have kid. Look, logic, I got you a puppy. Jamie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Smith, uh, Jamie Bendel in studio here. This is the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Andy is uh, fresh in from uh, Wisconsin. She'll be at the yeah. Punchline tomorrow night. Tickets still available online. At punchline. Did I just waste that one second? And, and no, no, four, no. Four, That's gold. Two five two five two three three. That's oh. gold, Jerry. That's gold. That was good oh, stuff right, right there. What Whatever. can we expect on the punchline stage? More fruits and vegetable humor, or I do, yeah, I talk a lot about the whole uh, single mom uh, racket. Yeah. And uh, you know, just uh, I'm 40 now. I just got out of th- uh, 39 year old 40 purgatory. That's what 39 was. Is yeah. I just sat there and waited mm-hmm. to be 40. And so now I'm sort of, you know, so when you guys talk about, oh, woe is me, I don't know if I'm going to have kids, you're a man. I'm I'm like 80 in man years. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, wah, wah, Well, you knocked one out. Now, I have a question, serious question. So you're obviously a very successful comedian. You're traveling all over. Who watches your four-year-old while you're on the road? Or do you take her with you? Well, my my mother and father, uh, they take care of her. And then... um, Recently, more recently, her father has been uh, coming up and helping out on the weekends so that my parents don't, uh, you know, keel over from exhaustion. Sure. Uh, so, so you located the dad. That's good. Well, you know, he, uh, he kind of, well, here's what happened. Two months before my daughter was born, he started feeling a little nerved up. Mm-hmm. He's having a little trouble concentrating. So he went to his doctor and he was like, hey, I think I have ADD. And the doctor's like, probably. <laughs> right. Here's a, here's a bunch of Adderall. And I don't know if you've ever lived with someone on methamphetamines before, Mm-mm. but it's kind of like living with a wasp. <laughs> White Anglo-Saxon Protestant? No, oh, a the bee. bug. Okay. Yeah, you just sort of, you figure out what room it's in, and then you just avoid that room. <laughs> That's fantastic. You just shut the door and yeah. hope it dies in there. <laughs> and so that's what I did. And uh, really, honestly, I thought the next time... I was on TV. I was going to be on that show. I almost got away with it. Oh, wow. But I tried. I gave it the old college try. We went to counseling. We went to that racket. Uh, we had to write down three things we liked about each other in order to figure out if our relationship was going to work. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was over when one of the things I wrote down was, he's a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, if they, <laughs> that was one of my things. Right. Was that number one or three? Because that will be telling. Well, and the other two were like lies. <laughs> he made a like, hell of a crock like pot he's, meal. <laughs> he's kind to children. I don't really know that for sure. I mean, I'm kind of reaching. Uh. Uh, so I kind of knew it was over. But so he eventually got his uh, got his act together a little bit. I mean, he still doesn't have a job, and he lives with his parents' basement, and he could. But he's watching your daughter, so that's good. Yeah, you, you know. got the you're the wasp. He's a good playmate. Yeah, well, he's he's all, he, that's the reason he's allowed back in. He's he's not doing that business anymore because it's yeah. Well, but he just it's sort of like he's fourteen. Like he collects baseball cards and you know yeah. he's thirty five years too. old. Really? Well, not hardcore, but I have wow. I still have them. I don't actively go out and buy new ones, but I still have my. You collection still have them from oh, they're it's that's memories. It's like your doll collection. Your Pandora wrist, whatever thing. Like, I'm not going to buy that. <laughs> Have you seen how much those cost? I'll make my own out of bottle caps. 
I, no, he's yeah, he's a baseball. I don't. I think ba- fat people can play baseball. It's not really a real sport. Do you think it is? Wow, a fat, uh, uh, baseball being yeah, a real sport. Yeah, Prince Fielder. He says he's a vegan. What is he eating? Other baseball players? <laughs> it's, sit down. You get Are you just mad because he's no longer on the Brewers? Is that you you're going after Prince? I don't Fielder? even know what team he's on. I the just Detroit saw him Tigers. one time and I'm like, you're an athlete. How is that possible? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's half the size his dad was, Prince Fielder. Oh, wow. Wait, many baseball players. But doesn't that seem odd that that's... And why are there so many games? People get mad when their team loses. Oh, no, they have 114 more tries. Yeah. It's fine. It's a long it lasts schedule. forever. It's a long schedule. Do you go to the winter warm-up? Do you go to do you <laughs> Spring do that? training? Do you do, go down and watch them warm up? Oh, no, 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 no. You don't do that? He well, with the that. traffic here in Atlanta. Like, I went to opening day for the Braves. Oh, did you? And I'm a, I'm a traffic reporter. That's my real yeah. job. So I know every way to get anywhere above... It took me an hour and a half to get to Turner Field the other day. And From me. here, and I yes, and I'm the traffic guy, so uh, I don't know what a poor you, you know an average Joe or Jane was doing. Right, well, you should take a copter. We have know. a traffic copter. news coptered. Yeah, you should have news coptered in. I'll tell you about you that in a second. Um, okay. Can you hang on one more second? Yeah. Andy Smith at the Punchline. Uh, tomorrow night shows at Boom Boom and Boom. What time, Jamie? Well, well, the Boom Booms are at <laughs> six, eight, and ten. Uh, Sunday we have uh, seven and actually a nine thirty. Uh, that's the uh, open mic show, uh, which Andy will not be on. Uh, tickets available at punchline dot com four zero four two five two five two three three L A F F. All right, we're gonna hang out uh, one more segment with the oh, lovely Andy yay. Smith in studio and the almost as lovely Jamie Bendel. Hang tight. This is the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Coming up, Ron Darling, Andrew Runnels, finishing up with comedian Andy Smith, a delightful Midwestern gal from Wisconsin. Uh, She's at the Punchline this weekend. Um, If folks want to find you on the web, you have a webcam? What do we got cooking? Oh, I don't know. I don't have a webcam. That sounded (laughs) creepy. Um, I I have a website, but I don't update it, but it's not from like lack of know-how I, I make websites on the side to make extra money so i can afford luxuries like pants and electricity <laughs> and uh so i've in terms of artistic integrity uh, making websites is like right above airbrushing wilderness scenes on the side of ford conversion vans <laughs> it's real low that's real well, that's low the on the too, spectrum though. so when it comes to my own stuff i I've sh- i shun it I shun. I, I mean, I, I have design websites. Yeah, I do. I no, I'm not going to design your website. I'll pay it's, you. I'll give you cash sure, right yeah, now. I would. I would enforce that. But uh, <laughs> no, the 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 problem with websites that are never done. And here's what I don't like: uh, other people's opinions. Gotcha. Uh, so here's how I price a website project. Uh, I I make the website for free, mm-hmm. and then everything you want to change. Is five thousand dollars? Wow! Yeah, that's how I do it now. All right. Uh, how so, about this? Instead of doing my website, I've got a conversion van that needs a little touch up. I'll do Can that. You do that. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We'll do that well, after like the a show mermaid? tomorrow night. Like yeah. Uh, Andy Smith <laughs> <Mermaid laughs> holding a baseball the card. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Smith at the punchline uh, tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, Andy, fantastic stuff. Uh, so good to meet you. And, good to uh, meet you as well. Hopefully, we'll do this again. Wickedly, too. wickedly funny. Wickedly like, funny for I, sure. Would, I would uh, in the gl- in the class of highest recommendations. Andy Smith would be on my list. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm right up and, there. And Most of them sitting right next to me at the punchline this weekend. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, right, let's yeah. do it. All right, stick around. News, weather, and traffic next. This is the Mark Aram Show.
America, all the home of the red, the white, and the blue. Joining us now on the show, one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite shows, um, so he's now one of my favorite actors. He's Andrew Ruddles. He is the star of Girls, and he's going to be making an appearance on The Simpsons. Andrew, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? I'm great, Mark. Thanks for having me this morning. I, w- I want to talk to you about The Simpsons, of course, because that's like a historic uh, career thing to be on The Simpsons. But i got to talk about uh, Sunday's episode of Girls for a second. Is that all right? Absolutely, yeah. How did you not break up with that dude? At the end of that episode, he is playing you. He's playing you, Andrew. I know, I know. It's not good, but you know, it's it's a position that I feel like, you know, a lot of people have been in where you try not to lose face when you find out, like, oh, we're not actually dating, and you're not my boyfriend, and uh, okay, that's I can I can I can roll with that. Um, so it's just it was a painful thing to have to to film because. Certainly having been there myself at different points in my life where you, you, you try to be cool and, and save a little face, but um, inside, you know, like, oh, this is a, actually a disaster. It, it was, aside from the fact that I was screaming for you to walk out on that dude and not let him into your house, uh, your apartment, when he came back after the party, that was a really good episode. And I, I love your, your character arc, and you've been, you've been getting, you know, this relationship really brought you to a new level on the show. It has. We, you know, I was. I'm so happy with the way that it all came together, and and of course that that we got Corey Stoll, um, who's so phenomenal to 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 be a part of it, um, was a real was a real win for us. Um, but yeah, I'm I mean I'm thrilled to have uh, you know have that storyline because it's the first time we've really seen um, Elijah have any sort of adult relationship and also like sort of pretend to be a grown up. So. Um, I was really excited to, to see what that was going to feel like. And you looked fantastic in grown-up clothes too. You, you looked really. I know, good. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, this is. I mean, that was a, a real Prada suit. I was like, this is. You know, normally it's. Um, you know, the the we, we do a, a more discount shopping on that show <laughs> than, than brand name. So that was very nice. All right, real quick, we're going to move on to the Simpsons, but one more girls question. All right, so is Hannah just going to lose it now because the the episode ended where she realized. What was going on? Um, is, is she just going to lose her mind now? It's not great. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's not great. Um, yeah, this coming episode on Sunday is uh, is a really, really hilarious and very odd one, um, and it really you know goes deep into Hannah's psyche after receiving all that information. Which, look, I mean, she's a very flawed character, obviously, and she you know is 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 polarizing in a lot of ways. But I don't think anybody would um, ever wish that upon anyone to find out that your the ex love of your life is now dating your best friend. Um, not a great situation. No, not at all. Uh, well, I'm yeah. I'm excited. And I think is there three episodes left? Right, that's it. Three. Yeah, just the three. So we're going to do, there's one this weekend, and then the following weekend, um, they're actually going to show both episodes, both of our final episodes, so it'll be a full hour of, of girls. So, um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, to see how it all wraps up, and then we launch right into our, our sixth and final season. We start filming in just a couple weeks here, so um, I'm really looking forward that, to that Is as that well. breaking news? Did we know that this was the sixth and final season? You know, they made the announcement a little while ago, and I think that it was it was slightly confusing, and not just to my mother, um, <laughs> to a lot of people, because it seemed like maybe this 
current season was going to be our last, but we still have one more year. So um, it's the longest goodbye of, of television shows. But uh, I'm uh, I'm very excited to see how how Lena has us all ending up because um, I don't really know. So I'm, I'm so I'm sad it. that that's the. I mean, I want this can be this should be on for 20 years. I want to see you uh, as, as a middle aged dude, you know, prowling Chelsea. Well, you know. HBO has, like, you know, they very, very generously, I think, have left the door open to Lena to sort of revisit these characters at, at a later date. So um, so who knows? Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe in 10 years we'll get to come back and see what everyone's doing. Such a great show. All right, Andrew, you are, this Sunday, you are going to be on uh, the longest-running sitcom in history, the animated classic The Simpsons. Tell us about uh, what's going on on Sunday on Fox. Well, so crazy. I mean, you know, this is a show that I have been watching, you know, since I was a kid. Um, 1989, it started airing on Fox, and um, it's just, uh, you know, I had all the Don't Have a Cowman t-shirts and the Bartman toys. Like, I was I was in it. Um, so to get this phone call that, you know, asked me to to be a part of an episode and, and to play myself, actually, um, was really crazy. Uh, in the episode, Lisa and Marge are trying to have a little mother-daughter bonding time, and Marge takes Lisa to see a touring production of a musical of Bad News Bears um, that I am starring in. That's awesome. Uh, so kind of hilarious. So there's also a, a musical element, which is nice. Um, and I um, I just try to gently remind Lisa that she has a, a very cool and supportive mother, so to cut her a little slack. Are you the, um, uh, are you the are Walter the... Matthau character in Bad News Bears, the musical? I, I sure am. Oh, that's I'm awesome. singing and dancing. <laughs> singing and dancing Walter Matthau. That's fantastic. Um, how how yeah, different is, obviously, it's hugely different between doing a Girls episode and a Simpsons episode. Did you get any interaction with the uh, main Simpsons characters when you were doing the voice work? You know what? I'm sorry to say I did not, because I think that they have, you know, after this many years, they have their recording schedule kind of down to a science. And I think that those uh, six uh, main actors there to sort of, they kind of... Uh, bang this stuff out on their own time. So so I, as a, as a guest star, came in, and it was a real thrill to get to, to come into the studios on the Fox lot here in Los Angeles and, um, you know, meet all the writers and see some of the animators. It was, um, that was a real, a real thrill. But I, I did not get to meet any of the other cast members, but it will seem like I did, which uh, that counts for something. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so basically, I'm watching you all day Sunday. We've got uh, The Simpsons on. Uh, I guess yep. it's 9 p.m. Eastern, and then that'll give me plenty of time to switch over uh, to, uh, oh, no, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox Simpsons. 8 p.m. Eastern, yeah. And then and Girls. Then you have a little break and uh, see what's happening on Girls. I'm yeah. excited for you. I'm very happy for you, too, man. This Your career's taken off, and, uh, and, and we're all big fans here on the Mark Aram Show. That's very that's very nice of you to say. Thank you for uh, thank you for saying that, and thanks for having me. All right, joining us now on the Mark Aram Show, former major leaguer. Well, former major leaguer. He, let's go ahead and say it. He's a former world champion, uh, current broadcaster, and now author. Uh, your buddy and mine, Ron Darling, Mister Darling. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I really really appreciate it. I got I got a, just a personal story here. I grew up a diehard Yankees fan, um, yeah. born and bred. But what the Mets did in the mid-'80s, especially 86, I softened on the anti-Mets uh, anger that I usually had, and it really yeah. made my dad mad. He's like, how can you root for them? I'm, you know, I'm 11, 12 years old. I said, yeah, Dad, yeah. they're so good. And he couldn't understand how I was gravitating toward the Metropolitans. 
Well, I, you know, um, uh, 84, they won 90 games, 99 the next year, 108, 90 again, 104, and 90 again. So in today's world, we would have been in the postseason every year. It was a fantastic team to watch, and you have to tell your dad that you weren't a front runner. <laughs> you just under, understood that you wanted to watch good baseball. Well, it was frustrating, though, as a Yankees fan back in that time. It was um, The Yankees had a really good team. On 84, 85, 86, you've got... Don Mattingly and Dave Winfield and Ricky Henderson joined them, and and it was it was so close, and they never got there. But you guys on the Mets got there. You got the ultimate uh, prize in '86, and one of the greatest World Series of all time. You know, I think that's forgotten. The Yankee teams at the same time were very good. Mattingly and Winfield and and the rest of the group. I, they just lacked uh, the kind of pitching that we had, which makes it a little easier to get through a season, but it doesn't diminish, um, you know, the great players that played the Yankees in those days, and and it was always fun to uh, have that conversation in New York, who was the best first baseman, Hernandez and Mattingly, and they both were different players, but uh, uh, both equally great. Yeah, I, I, I used to do the uh, Braves games here on WSB in Atlanta, and, and we we had the great rotation here, obviously, with uh, Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, and I used to always go back to that 86 rotation. It was you, Doc, Sid, Bobby, and uh, Aguilera, right? Was it Aguilera yeah, that started? Yeah, and then, and then in 88, uh, uh, David Cohn took Aguilera's spot, so we had uh, we had strength in numbers just like this Mets team has now. Unbelievable. Well, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Tell me about uh, your, your new book, uh, Game 7, 1986, Failure and Triumph in the Biggest Game of My Life. You know, it's interesting. It's my second book, and, and the reason I wrote this book is that two days after the Mets had the parade at the Canyon of Heroes in New York City, I was sitting alone in my apartment, and I said, you know, what happened? I only went three and two-thirds in Game 7, gave up uh, three runs, and, and uh, you know, I was one of the big reasons that I put Mets in peril, although they came back. And so I wrote the book, um, one, to try to explain what happened in Game 7, because most people think the Mets won the World Series when the ball went between Buckner's legs in Game exactly. 6. Yeah. It did not. A rainout uh, ensured that the game was two days later. And I wanted to talk about, um, it was kind of an homage to how good the Red Sox were, but, but even more importantly, it was a cathartic experience for me. Um, every young athlete wants to make the putt to win the U.S. Open, the free throw to win the NBA playoffs, a toss the touchdown to win the Super Bowl, and every major league pitcher wants to pitch game seven and pitch great. I did not, and it stuck in my craw for 30 years. Um, I thought I could go see someone and spend $150 an hour or write a book. <laughs> I decided to write a book, and um, and and and. What's nice about it, it's stuck in my craw for all these years, and in writing this book, it, it has freed me of this burden, is that uh, things happen. The other team is trying. Um, sometimes, uh, thing, you know, these beautiful fairy tales that we are told when we're kids uh, don't always work that way. And in professional sports, uh, a lot of times uh, it doesn't. And um, that's the reason I wrote the book. I just really wanted to let people out there know that when, you know, it's the fan and it's a really difficult situation, that it doesn't always come up roses. Sometimes it's really difficult, and sometimes it sticks in your craw for 30 years. I finally get rid of that sticking in my craw. I, I can absolutely relate. I mean, I'm 42 years old right now, and I still have things that stick in my craw, like, 
games I pitched in high school and college. I'm like, oh, why, why did I throw that pitch then? So um, exponentially greater when it's Game 7 of the uh, 86 World Series. So I totally understand that, Ron. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing that anything so trivial, especially since the Mets win, would stick in your craw that long. But you know why it sticks in your craw? Because you really care. Exactly. And when you really care, things really hurt. And, um, and when they hurt, you have to talk about them or you have to write about them. And uh, I, I would say that at the end of this book, when everything was said and done, I should have had a tombstone on the back because I buried uh, uh, those bad feelings. <laughs> Finishing up with Ron Darling. Ron, i got to ask you about the uh, Braves this season. Um, obviously, they're, they're in full rebuild mode. Are, are they on the right path? Is this thing going to pay off in the end? You know, um, John Hart is a friend of mine. Uh, he's one of the smartest people to ever uh, wear the hat of being a general manager or whatever his title is there. Um, his actions, I'm sure, um, startled startled a lot of people in the Atlanta area. But, you know, the reality is, is that at some point John has decided um, there's two things you can do with a bad team. You can try to replenish it with players that will put you uh, to being competitive, or you can blow it up and uh, and hope that when you get to your new ballpark that things will change. And John opted for the latter. Um, he's an incredibly smart guy. You guys know in Atlanta now you've got a lot, tons of young talent. And at some point, uh, you know, uh, with a little buffer of a couple of years, um, you're going to be one of the best teams in baseball again. I know that because John has done it before, and um, you'll end up being the Cleveland Indians again. That That's what we hope, and it's nice to hear from someone that knows the game as well you do. The book is Game 7, 1986, Failure and Triumph in the Biggest Game of My Life. The author, uh, world champion, 1986, Ron Darling. Uh, Ron, uh, really appreciate your time, man. Big fan growing up, and... Uh, continued success in the future. Thank you. When I'm in Atlanta, please come by and say hello. Absolutely, sir. This, I might be the only dude that ever bought this. A cinnamon broom? You know what cinnamon brooms are? <laughs> hey, I do. I freaking love those oh, things. Oh, those are pretty cool. I think I've, I have bought one, too. I get Every every fall at Publix, I get like four of them, and I put them in the house, and my wife goes, Bananas. It stinks in here. What's going <laughs> Did you buy another cinnamon broom? <laughs> and I'm like, I love them. They smell great. Yeah, so uh, that might be uh, a female product that I buy. Uh, Tom's in Woodstock. Tommy Boy, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, great to be on. The, the call that said WSB hit the jackpot when they hired you, I agree completely. Um, going one step they need, further to, they need that. to share that jackpot then. If they hit well, the lottery, the they weekend, need to share the wealth. You know, on the weekends, I can be driving around and then... Uh, all of a sudden, I hear you, you know your show on the radio on the weekends. It, it's like I, I feel like I just want one of the scratch-off tickets or something. Boom. Oh, cool. I'm riding with Mark Aram. This is awesome. <laughs> That's a good compliment. Thanks, buddy. You guys talked about uh, vodka and cranberry a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but straight cranberry juice, to me, that's a female product. I can't argue with that. You know, I, the I scene from... Know uh, can you pull up My the scene said, from Departed, Longoria? Oh, you've, you're already playing YouTube off of there, huh? Remember the scene in The Departed where uh, DiCaprio orders cranberry juice at the bar and the guy gives him grief for it? Yeah. Well, I didn't know it was a uh, an infection product for women. I didn't know that. My wife told me that. Yeah, it's, really? it's, uh, it takes care of something, some sort of women's issue. Yeah, uh, urinary tract. Bladder infection. Bladder infection, urinary tract infection, yeah. Yeah, um, I've... I've I think it's generally a female product, but I, I've I've gotten it before. Rachel, you're killing me with these phone calls, buddy. 
Stop clicking on him. <laughs> I don't know who to take next. Don's in Atlanta. We'll take Don next. Don, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. How you doing tonight? What up, Big Daddy? Man, listen, I'm a new listener, first-time caller. Welcome aboard, my friend. Yeah, I just, my shift, my job got changed over. The shift got changed to 11 o'clock, and I've been catching your show in between doing repairs on tractors all night. So are you, you go in at 11 or you get off at 11? Uh, I get off at 11. Okay, good for you, buddy. I want to say Rachel was just a sweetheart. I got to really thank her. She did a great job. She's awesome. She's, thank you, Don. She just keeps oh, pushing the buttons on all the calls. Call so. her back one of these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, listen. All right, I got one that's kind of a little kooky, man. Okay. Um, it's more gender-related, though, that it's a man's product and should never be used by a woman. Okay. And that's Levi Garrett or Redman. <laughs> Redman, I see. Now, you talk about, oh, Levi Garrett, the tobacco. Yes. Okay, tobacco. yeah. Any chewing kind of tobacco chewing tobacco. Now, I remember I back to... in the day, yeah. the, before my day, but back in the day, okay. women used to use snuff quite yeah. a bit. Like, I've yes. met grandmothers that are snuff users, but yes. I don't think yes. I've ever met a female that uses chaw hey, or dip. I dated this really hot blonde and when I was living up in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I was young. I was in my 20s, and, and she was a boy. She was just a country redneck girl. <laughs> Just as sweet as can be, and fine she, as looking as can be, just uh, just a doll, man, and, just an absolute doll. And she dipped or used chewing well, tobacco? One day I went over to give her a kiss, and I noticed this kind of like a string hanging out from her chin. That, I used to, I used to, when I played uh, baseball, when I was a former Division One athlete, Longoria. Yeah, I, used, yeah. I used to dip and chew tobacco, too. I'm glad I, I'm glad I stopped doing that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.